Greetings, this is Black Cab Show. I'm Brian Garvey. In this episode, number 10, I take a trip out to London's Heathrow Airport. No, not for a holiday or even a business trip. I'm off to see the United Cabbies Group Airport rep, Gary Long. As it stands, only all London Green Badge holders can work out of London Heathrow Airport. They are limited in number by being holders of airport tags which are issued by the airport authority. It entitles the tag holders to buy credits and join a queuing system in a car park on the perimeter of the airport. Once their turn comes up, they are dispatched to one of Heathrow's five terminals, where again, they rank up, awaiting a job. They could go anywhere. Bearing in mind, this is an entry point for international and domestic travellers into the UK. The coronavirus pandemic of 2020 brought about a dramatic change to the workload of all London taxicab drivers, none more so markedly than those who work at the airport. In this interview with Gary Long, he explains how things have been, how they are, and what we can expect in the future with regard to all things Heathrow Airport and London taxis. Good afternoon, Gary. You're the UCG rep here at the airport. I just wanted to come out today to talk to you about how things have been the changes that have happened since the pandemic. We've had like two years of a hiatus. There's been nothing going on. Evidently, things have been going on, but it's been, how's it played out for us? First of all, can you give me a summary of how things are currently, with now that the COVID restrictions have been lifted and how Heathrow Airport have started to get things back into action? Yeah, Heathrow's, um back running at about 35% of what its full capacity is. Um, the airport itself, uh, they're on a massive re- like recouping of finances drive. So we've had an increase in fee to park charges. Um, that went from £3.60 up to £7.20. Um, it originally was going to be £10 something, but with a little bit of negotiation, we got down to £7.20. I think they wanted to be at about that price anyway. So, you know, everyone seems to be bearing it rather than happy with the situation and as the feeder park itself runs on a no no loss no gain uh, basis uh, not for profit as such those prices or those costs will come down as the throughput of drivers increase especially with the numbers coming back up as well so yeah it's um it's interesting times it's interesting times and so far as the the throughput of drivers if we look at it in terms of pre-COVID and post-COVID, I don't know if you've got any particular stats, but you know, just even if it's from a, an anecdotal perspective, what happens? You know, you drivers here and how many, how much work comes out is based on the amount of flights. So, are all the terminals open? Uh, is there a full uh, complement of uh, flights? The whole schedule is up and running. No, we, we're currently sitting, as I said, about thirty-five percent of capacity on the airport. Terminal-wise, we are Terminal Four opens in June. Um, that comes back online. Terminal Three has just opened to ease the congestion that was running through Terminal Two. So we're a terminal down, but we are like a massive amount of flights still to come back in. And when they do, it will be very, very busy here. Very busy. Uh, how trying to recuperate their losses? I don't know if they had any government bailouts like, uh, say, for example, TfL did. But, uh, you know, it seems to me that this appearance of the, the, the drop-off charge, it went out initially to all motorists with an exemption for the cabs. Um, I don't think the buses 
a party to it but they are now looking to stop that exemption for the cabs but there are certain terms and conditions surrounding that could you detail some of the negotiations or the, the discussions that have taken place and how it's been approached and what's come out of it at the end in terms of what we as cab drivers have to pay yeah sure um, we originally started out with the clean air process it was going to be a clean air program which was going to be the five pound drop-off and then COVID came along and everybody was just like shocked at the amount of money that was going to try to be recouped by Heathrow Airport you know every every it's not just the cab trade everybody was was targeted but obviously what affected us was the was the was the rise in the in the fee the exemption was there from the beginning for us don't know whether that was the, they couldn't get their system to work technology wise or whether it was just the fact of that there was a bit of goodwill on their behalf but that ends that ends on the 29th of April or the 30th of April sorry and then we start paying the five pound drop-off charge now you won't pay that five pound drop-off charge if you're working here and you are doing a terminal to terminal transfer you will pay that drop-off charge if you're picking up from outside the airport and then coming onto any of the terminal forecourts to drop off you will be charged for that and that will be a five pound charge which TfL have now agreed that that goes on our extras that's a contentious issue with some people they don't want to put it on some drivers do want to put it on um, we'll, we'll see how that, how that pans out there is the option to take them to the long long stay car parks and drop them there but we're a door-to-door -door service you know we, we shouldn't be impeded for dropping passengers at the terminal where they want to go buses are not charged to drop off at the airport there's a central bus station the buses are not charged to come into there and yet they want to charge us well they are charging us that five pound drop-off fee so in, in terms of the drop-off charge itself it's not necessarily a post-covid measure solely a post-covid measure of trying to recoup funds it was framed in a different way prior to COVID, uh, the COVID arrangements, and if anything, it's been altered, maybe to fit the narrative that's now. But originally, it was to do with clean air. Could you detail some of the uh, thinking behind that and some of the machinations of what went on? Yeah, you're right, Brian. I mean, originally, this was a, with was the five pound drop off fee was going to be a, a like a clean air sort of zone. It was there brought in to stop the amount of cars coming into the airport because at the time. Heathrow were going for the third runway and that was all part of the deal that they were going to reduce the amount of cars dropping off therefore a reduction in pollution around the airport although when you look out the window and you see what lands here pollution by the taxi trade is sort of negligible so then Covid came along and that just seemed to be an excuse for everybody to just recoup money once, once everything was starting to get back to normal and that's how this, this changed. It changed from being a, a, a clean air process to basically recovering money for, from, from COVID. And that's what we're left with now. What, what is the shortfall here in terms of money, do you know? Did they get any subsidies or anything as a result of COVID, Heathrow Airport themselves, or have they been left out in the cold? And it's really now anyone that uses the airport that's going to bear the, bear the brunt of it. We asked originally whether they Heathrow Airport themselves had been bailed out with any government funds they wouldn't tell us it was always kept quiet 
and any any time we rebroached the subject, it was basically it was a um, well, they, a delicate matter that was sort of the personal sort of information that was between Heathrow and the government, which cynically everyone was like saying, well, if you've got nothing to hide, why didn't you show us what was there in the, in the process? We were never shown that. We were never shown that. And the feeder park itself, I think there was a shortfall operating costs of about a million and a quarter over the two years total. So that's where they wanted to recover their money. That's where the, the feeder park entry charge doubled. So, and we, we, we took the brunt of that. You know, we, we took a big hit there. Um, but we're not the only ones. Everybody here, even the coach park has been doubled. I mean, to park a coach there is £56 a day now as opposed to £20 a day or whatever it was at the time. So everybody got hit. Everybody in the terminals, all their 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 rents went through the roof. So you know we're not we're not bleating that we were the only ones. Everyone's been hit with this charge, and it just seems to be that that's all they want to do is recover money, because the services here at the feeder park haven't improved. You know there's 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 a shower over there for one shower, for any of the guys that want to freshen up and have a shower. There's a canteen that's average. That was closed for the best part of the, the, the lockdown, wasn't it? The, the canteen was shut, yes. Yeah. The canteen was shut to so us any, during lockdown. Anyone that was here and working, yeah, it's it's not as if they were receiving, you know, the services that they were paying for in, in the toll, in the, the gate charge. No, most definitely not. I mean, we supplied them with a fantastic service, even during the through lockdown. The 50 or 60 drivers that were here, the hardcore drivers that stayed, for whatever reasons they were here, they provided a fantastic service to the airport. And that, I feel, was, wasn't rewarded. That wasn't rewarded. I mean, you know, we were there were drivers that were here, and myself included, that were waiting 36 hours for a job. Yeah, that's, that's, that's almost with unbelievable. A, with a canteen that was locked, you know, uh, one shower, so what did you do then in, in terms of you, your time, when you were biding your time, you, you couldn't just be sleeping and... No, we, actually it was it was quite enlightening really because we you got to know people. Yeah. You know, on a normal day here, you're however many hours you're running through the parking, like whatever time you come through the barrier to go out, could vary between sort of anything from two to six at the time. Um, obviously that went out to sort of 12s and then 28 hours and sometimes 36 hours. You got to know drivers, and you got to know it. it was quite a good little community at the time. Everyone stuck together. Everyone was helping each other out. It was quite enjoyable, actually. You know, making the the, the best of a bad situation, but yeah. we we got through it. So, it wasn't it wasn't great. It wasn't great, but you know, the spirit of the London cab driver, I suppose. Well, this is it. Never give up. Never give up. Never give in. So, as you know, Gary, I work town. Um, it's not as that I don't want to venture to the airport, but I kind of see you as a, a tribe of your own, and you're quite protective of how things are out here. Uh, I'm sure it's open to, well, it's restricted at the moment in terms of the badge, uh, sorry, the um, the tag system. So if you can touch upon the working environment, misconceptions that drivers might have of how the airport works, and just the general social working environment as you see it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you're right, Brian. Everyone seems to look at the airport workers as if they are a different breed. And we're not. You know, we are protective of what we do out here. We're a very tight community out here. There's 
good and bad in every community, I suppose. Um, what we do have is a situation where everybody knows each other. We all, the the hardcore workers that work at the airport all the time, they everyone knows everybody. So everybody does play it straight with the drivers themselves because if you don't, someone's going to come down on you. You know, and you can't take liberties with people. So the misconception that everybody has of that don't go to the airport because if you go to the airport it's the dregs of the cab trade and everybody out there is a dog um, it's just a misconception that people like to spread around you know we've had drivers here that have strayed a little bit over the line as we say they soon get found out they don't get they don't get tolerated doesn't get tolerated and as for working out here I worked 24 years in town. Uh, I've been here for probably four years now. It's a way that suits me for working. Um, I don't deal with the stresses of London traffic anymore. You know, I venture anywhere from the airport. I can go into town. I could go around the motorway. I could go anywhere. Um, for me, it suits me. You know, I get a chance to get here in the morning, go to the gym, come back, go and do my first job then come back, do my union stuff, go out and do another job. I'm always here, so all the drivers know me here, all the drivers know they can contact me here. I'm always around at the airport, so if there's a driver that has a problem, then we deal with it. We also deal with it as a sort of conglomerate, really, because the drivers that are not in unions still get represented by us out here. Drivers from other unions still get represented by me if they've got a problem and I go to the cabin and help out there because sometimes I'm not here and my, and my members will need help from another union representative. So that way we probably we're the only section of the trade that actually does work in unity because you know everyone bangs on about trade unity. It would be a lovely utopian uh, process if that would happen but I can't see it happening but out here we do get on together and we do help each other. From the official perspective of the cabin, from from Hal, they're restricting the issue of tags at the moment. What was the what was their logic behind that, and how is it actually working out in practice? Yeah, the original um, process of the restriction of tags was was all brought around because when it was really busy here, before COVID, like pre-COVID, you had a South Park and then you had a North Park. Now, if you got here early in the morning, you'd probably be queuing in the Newell Road, which would then lead out onto the Perimeter Road. At the time, the Perimeter Road was a uh, 40 miles an hour zone, with cabs queuing on the inside lane. It was an accident waiting to happen. Aviation policing would always come down, move the cabs off, they'd have to circle, come back again and start queuing when the police went away. It couldn't carry on that way. And so Heathrow at the airport it just said, enough's enough no more tags issued under a, under a health and safety issue because obviously they can't have cars out on the road or cabs out on the road queuing in conflict with cars that are coming through there at 40 miles an hour. All right, they've reduced the perimeter road speeds now, but that was the reason they had for, for stopping the tags. Tag situation at the moment is one tag handed in, then a new tag that come, will be dished out to the driver who's on the first on the waiting list. Um, we currently have a waiting list of about 250 drivers at the moment. There's no promise that how Heathrow Airport Limited are going to um, slacken off on that on that way of thinking.
at the moment. They don't seem to want to increase increase the numbers of taxis out here. It's not us being protective of our working environment out here. It's totally out of our hands. This is down to Heathrow Airport themselves. Uh, you mentioned that in your absence, maybe other reps from other uh, organisations would step in and likewise you'd, you'd reciprocate. Yeah. About how many reps in total cover the airport and from the UCG in particular, uh, how many have we got at the moment and who are they and how do they... I mean, you say that you're here, you seem to be a quite ubiquitous uh, spirit of the airport, but I'm sure you do go home at some point. So tell me about that, please. Yeah, currently we only have one UCG rep out here, which is myself. Um, My phone's never turned off much to the annoyance of the, of the wife at home you know it, it forever bleeps and there's always a message and there's always something to be dealt with so at the moment I work on my own area any UCG member who wants to come and work alongside me who comes out to the airport and works out here they're quite welcome to come along and share the load um, it's not as hard as what people make it out to be but yeah I do have a life outside of the airport so I'd just like to thank you Gary filling this in on all the gaps that are in the misconceptions and the general perceptions of cab drivers who might work town who might work a bit at the airport and some that do work at the airport and probably still don't have a clue what's going on (laughs) Um, so as I say thank you very much Gary and any last words you have to say yeah it's good to see you Brian you know it's good to see people come out here and uh, and not be scared to come out here. <laughs> you know, some of them are because some of them look at us as if we've got two heads, you know. And at the end of the day, this, this, this trade needs young blood, you know. This trade needs young blood. And we will get the tag system back. We will get it back and it'll be moving. Um, how long that takes, I don't know. But, you know, like any trade, we need young blood in the trade or new blood in the trade. And we definitely need new blood out here. That's a wonderful note to end on. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Gary. Take care. That was a great, highly informative interview. I'd just like to to add that Steve Jones has now also resumed his duties as an airport rep for the UCG at London Heathrow since this recording was made. Things are looking up. They are still very challenging for London's finest black cab taxi drivers. But the core attributes of tenacity and resilience will see us all through. Feel free to follow us on social media at Black Cab Show. One word, all lowercase on Twitter and Instagram. We're also looking forward to producing some video compositions too in the near future as we put our YouTube channel into effect. So, to round it all off in customary fashion, this is Black Cab Show. I'm Brian Garvey. Be lucky. (laughs) 